Hello and welcome back once again to the HR Social Hour Half Hour Podcast. This is episode 198. John and Wendy talk to Matt Henry. I'm your host, John. And I'm Wendy. How are you, John? Wendy, I'm well, and it's hard to believe, you know, here we are at the end of the year. Yes. And we typically don't talk chats much anymore. However, we need to talk about the chat that's coming up, if you're listening in real time, that's coming up this weekend, (laughs) December 12th. Is it hard to believe it's the last one of the year? Hard to believe, and there's a little bit of, we made it. A lot of we made it, I think. A lot of we made it. There's been a lot of chats. There's been a lot of chats, which is great. I love it. I love the chats. We love Twitter, uh, but it's it's a lot. It's a lot of work. This is going to be a really fun one because it is the end of the year. We're partnering again with our friends, McColl and Corey, that do HR for All. We're doing a crossover chat. Now, they're not going to do the the HR for All chat the following Tuesday that they typically would, but they wanted to join us for this conversation, and it's going to be reflecting and and talking about next year. Come be part, because it is the last one. And also, kind of a fun fact, I was doing some research, and Wendy, I figured out that this chat will be the 70th HR Social Hour chat since we started. Can you believe that? Wow. Wow, that's a, like I said, it's a lot of chats. It is a lot of chats. A lot of chats. When we when we went to the two chat a month format in twenty in two thousand twenty, yeah, two thousand twenty, yep. Didn't realize just how quickly, like, oh, we add up very quickly. It does. It does. I was doing some research and I started doing some numbers and I looked down and I'm like, holy cow! So yeah, this will be the seventieth chat that we've done. Wow. Really excited to be partnering with McColl and Corey oh, and yeah. the HR for all conversation. Yeah. So. Please join us because yes. it's your last chance until 2022, and we don't want anybody to come to us after Christmas because uh, I think the next one would be the day after Christmas. And oh, where's the chat? No, you know what? We, and we need time off. We need time off, and we we're taking it. We need it's, it's our ball, and we're yes. taking it home. Exactly. But I think this is also a good time, John, to put out a call that if you have something you would like to chat about, let us know. We have, you know, 26 chats in uh, 2022 coming up, and we would love to know what you want to talk about, and we would love to have you join us and be a co-host. So um, DM us, tweet at us, Facebook us, whatever you want, and let us know what you want to chat about, and uh, let's get it on the calendar. Like Wendy said, we would love to hear from you if you want to take part as a a co-host. We did have some great ideas in our last chat. We brought it up right at the end. Hey, do you have any thoughts? And several people came up with some really interesting ideas. Probably going to be reaching out to you to ask to take part to help facilitate those conversations. Join us then. And thank you again to all who take part throughout the year. We agreed and decided that no one has unfortunately been able to take part in all 70. If you were, I would figure out some way to give you a gold star of some type because perfect attendance in this case would be very impressive. Yes. We know all of you take part as much as you can, and yeah. we we truly appreciate that. And for engaging the conversation, we'll look forward to seeing you on Sunday. I'm excited because tonight's guest, believe we met via the chat, and I'm excited to have him here. Let's make the introduction and get started. Yes, I am so excited to welcome Matt Henry to the show. Uh, this is my first opportunity to get a chance to chat with him. So excited to to have you here, Matt. Matt hails from Ohio, which I pretty much at this point, it's John in my adopted state. 
He grew up, lived in that area his whole life, um, and now works in human resources for a company that's actually out of Minnesota, but uh, works for them in the Columbus area. He is an HR manager working with new hire orientation, benefits, and HRIS administration. He has two sons who are growing up to be almost as handsome and smart as he is. For some reason, he thinks it's a good idea to talk him into HR. We'll see how that goes, Matt, but uh, welcome to the show. So excited to have you here. Our first question, as always, what is in your glass? Yeah, I am just uh, thrilled and honored to be a, a part of this uh, of this podcast. Anyone that knows me knows that I am a huge coffee fan, but I have to have it doctored up as much as possible. So just <laughs> drinking straight coffee is is not something that I do. So I'm actually drinking chocolate glazed donut flavored coffee with oh. lots of cream and sweetener. <laughs> it literally tastes like a a liquid chocolate glazed donut. It is amazing. <laughs> now, is that local to where you are? Is it a brand that we might recognize? Yeah, so it's uh, the Donut Shop brand, um, and it's oh. K-Cups, um, yeah, just Kroger, you know, just Walmart. All right, Walmart, I'm looking forward the next place. time I'm at Walmart. Yeah, it's, it's amazing. <laughs> I, love, I love flavored coffee. We have a local shop here in town, and I had cinnamon roll coffee this morning. Mm. Um, I actually made a full pot of it because... Everyone else was gone, so I had a full pot of coffee all day long, which is probably why I'm a little amped up tonight. <laughs> when I first spoke to Matt, he mentioned he drank coffee all the time, and I said, oh, unleaded. And he said, oh, no, no, it's <laughs> yeah, yeah. so kudos to you, man, because yeah. we were recording the evenings, and I can't imagine <laughs> drinking chocolate donut-flavored coffee at this time of evening because it would be a bad night for John. <laughs> Matt, again, we're really happy to have you here, and I'm looking forward to having you share your story. Let's let's just start right at the beginning, though. How in the world did you get started in human resources? Yeah, so um, it, it's funny. I it took me a little bit for me to uh, come to grips as far as what I wanted to do with my life, what what career choice did I want, and so I was probably close to, um, and I'm giving my age here, but I was probably close to about 30 before I really decided on what I wanted to do with my life. I decided I wanted to do more than just have a job, but really a career that I could be passionate about. And human resources was um, what I decided upon because I felt like um, the world of HR would really be more than just a career, but really fit who I am as a person and, and at my core. So I went back to school as an adult and, you know, trying to juggle a full-time job, family, and college was uh, quite uh, the chore. I started, pursued my uh, bachelor's degree at, at Indiana Tech and finished that in 2013 and really felt like, you know, I, once I got my bachelor's degree, I was going to be good to go. People were going to be knocking my door down for HR opportunities. The hurdle that I ran into was lack of experience. Although I'd got my bachelor's degree and I was ready to jump out and launch out into the HR field, you know, I would get into interviews and companies were looking for years of experience, um, which I simply didn't have. Even after going for my master's degree and, and shooting for that, it was still um, a great challenge to to find a company that would give me a, a shot, give me an opportunity without having previous experience. Thankfully, there was a local company that I really didn't even know they were looking to add to their their HR team. 
I saw in the paper that they were hiring for a lot of different positions. It was a production a production company. So I, I sent them my resume, sent them a little letter and just said, hey, I, I'm looking to get into HR. If you have an opening or are you ever looking to add to your HR team, please, uh, please give me a call. And little did I know that at that same time, they were looking to add an onboarding specialist to their HR team. And so the HR manager reached out to me. We talked about the position and it sounded exactly like what I was looking for, an opportunity to get into HR, but also a position that was really employee focused, which was something I I felt like I could really be passionate about. And um, the rest is really history. It was really an amazing, amazing opportunity to break into the HR field. That's awesome. And so now you're in property management, which is an interesting field unto itself, not just with from the HR perspective. But what are some of the biggest challenges that you faced and, and the industry is facing from an HR perspective? And do you anticipate these challenges changing in 2022? This is probably not going to be any surprise to anyone, but hiring and retention. <laughs> so we own a total of about 13 uh, different properties mainly based in the Columbus, Ohio area. And uh, you have that many properties and and you have that many rental units um, that takes a lot of staff to keep that going. And we are just struggling to, just like every other company, it seems like, um, not just in this local area, but nationwide in in finding people and retaining, uh, retaining people. That's definitely our biggest challenge right now. Are you seeing a lot of competition just strictly in the work? I'm assuming a lot of folks you're looking for, I'm assuming more technicians or people mm-hmm. that are working on working in the properties, particularly just from a trade perspective. I'm sure it's not just even even just the within the industry, but across the board for those more technical types. Yes, yes. Um, when when you're getting into, for example, a maintenance tech position. Not everyone knows how to fix a furnace or or an air conditioner or do plumbing or things of that nature. And so um, finding the people that have the knowledge in those specific areas, you know, I, I was telling someone the other day, I, I feel like we're we're not in the recruiting business any anymore. It's really like we're we're in it's a competition. <laughs> we're we're racing to to find those people before someone else does, and then of course keeping them here. How have you all met that challenge? I'm sure the pandemic, just like all of us, has made things a little more even a little more challenging, a little more uh, intricate. But anything that you've seen success doing that maybe you weren't doing before? Well, there's a couple of things. Um, one, we've We've tried to definitely be competitive with our benefits and with compensation. We've done, I would say, more than what we would normally do probably pre-pandemic as far as trying to keep our pulse on on what's going on, not just um, in in our particular industry, but just in in the local job market as a whole with compensation and with benefits. So trying to be competitive in those areas, but... Um, something that I know our HR director and I have had many conversations about is even more than compensation and benefits is culture, making sure that we're maintaining, you know, an atmosphere and a culture that people want to stay because, you know, I, I feel like that 
you can be compensated well and have great benefits. But if you don't, if you don't have a culture and an atmosphere that people enjoy working in, then a lot of times that will be the sole driver of them looking for something else. Wendy, I think you'd agree. It's it's something we've heard quite a bit this year. Most definitely. And I, I think that you're hitting the nail on the head. And one of the things that, you know, I'm sure you've seen as well is um, base pay is jumping. I mean, it's not just rising, it is jumping. And so people are struggling to keep up with that. But, you know, at, at the core of it, people will take a slightly lower salary for the right culture. Your mental health, your your wellness is worth a whole lot more. And I think we're seeing people understand that now and walk away yes, and just walk away when they're not being fulfilled in the way that they want to be fulfilled. So I, I think you've, I think you've hit it. Matt, you've been really vocal about the hurdles that people face trying to get into this business. And, and we talked a bit about this a little while back when we asked people kind of their origin story with HR and how they mm-hmm. got there. And many of us, we always say we stumbled, fell, it found us, that kind of thing. But, mm-hmm. but you were very specific and like, hey, this is what I want to do, and I think this is this is where I should be. What advice would you give to someone that's listening that may be similarly situated to where you were at the start of your career in this piece of the business? What would you tell them? What kind of tips, tricks, encouragement can can you give those folks? I would definitely say that it, it takes perseverance. It took uh, me uh, almost two full years after getting my bachelor's degree before getting in my first full-time HR position. Two years, maybe in the grand scheme of things, that doesn't sound like a lot, but during that two years, it was it was quite discouraging for me. You know, even questioning interview after interview and, and still not getting an opportunity of, okay, did I did I pick the right <laughs> did I pick the right career choice? I really feel like, you know, it's just my perseverance and uh, just staying focused. Uh, I would recommend, and I wish I'd done this earlier, is SHRM certification. Really feel like that that does help help you stand out in the crowd. And then networking is is huge. Uh, that was something I also didn't do back then that probably would have made the road a little easier. But definitely networking, because if I've learned anything, especially in the past couple of years, is that um, the HR community is just really a great community that can provide so much help, not only in just advice, advice, but also um, for those seeking um, opportunities in HR. When you got that first opportunity, when that HR director or manager, the person that you sent in the cover letter and the resume and, and said, hey, I'm really interested in this. What do you think was the thing that clicked for them? How, I mean, what do you think you did? I mean, is there some secret sauce that we're not aware of? What, what do you think? What do you think was the determining factor there? <laughs> so, yeah, that was that's a that's a great question, and I actually had that conversation with with the HR manager that ended up hiring me or Runes talking about it um, after the fact. The fact that they were they were really looking to ramp up their their onboarding and new hire orientation process. Um, they really felt like that would help with not only new hires but also retention, making sure that. You know, new employees got a good start from day one. And so they were looking for someone that didn't necessarily have, you know, a specific HR skill set or a specific number of years or even certification. They were looking for the right character, the right personality. 
So I, when I went to uh, talk to it was two HR managers in the interview, and we just really clicked. And they saw for me, I feel like right away that that one thing I was passionate about is people putting myself in in their shoes as a new employee. What could I do? What could I say? What kind of experience that would help me to feel comfortable uh, on my first day at this new employer? What I feel like they saw in me was my passion to, to make um, that day one for new employees uh, an enjoyable and, and rewarding experience. I appreciate companies that uh, see the value in that and the importance in that. That's a great way to start your HR career, quite honestly, because I think too many folks just jump right past that and and we forget how important that first day is. That's awesome. You know, you found us through through our chat, we assume through the chat, maybe through the podcast. So tell us, how did you first discover the social hour and what's been the most powerful thing you've learned from taking part? If I recall correctly, I believe I, I found you guys through the podcast because I love learning um, and I feel like since I, I got into HR kind of later in life and later in my, my work career that I'm constantly looking for ways to kind of catch up with my knowledge of HR. And so I'm constantly you know, scanning for HR podcasts that go over a host of topics and that I feel like can, can really help uh, introduce me to you know, new topics and and, and new subjects in the world of HR. And so that's how I found you guys is just doing a, a search through podcasts. I started listening to, uh, to some of your podcasts. And I loved the fact that you guys interview people in just a whole wide array of HR positions and not even just HR. I think one of the things that too is fascinating to me is um, the interviews that you do from, from people outside of the U.S. How listening to some of the the different things that that they are facing in the HR world, but also some of the similarities um, that that we face here in the U.S. is is really just fascinating to me. That's something that John and I have commented on a lot, you know, that the laws are different. I mean, even in the U.S., from state to state to state, it's different laws. But the people issues are the same, regardless of where you go. Obviously, we love our international folks. (laughs) Matt, as we started crowdsourcing questions this year, which we're going to continue to do if people wonder, we're going to continue to do that in 2022 because I think it's been a lot of fun, just the the variety, and it just shows how interesting guests take this question. In this case, Mark Alphonse asks, who's your favorite fiction author and what's your favorite story or book by them? Yeah, so, uh, you know, I, I was actually pondering that that question for quite a while because I can't remember a time I'm sure I, there was at some point, but I've always been more of a fan of nonfiction than, than fiction. When I sit down to read, I, I want to read something that's going to, to teach me something. Even as a, as a child, you know, teenager, I, that was just kind of the, the books that I, I gravitated towards. I did remember one book. I was, I think, in the fourth grade, and um, I wasn't a huge reader then, but I checked out the very first book by uh, Laura Ingalls Wilder, the Little House in the Prairie series, and took that home. And from some, for someone that wasn't a huge reader, 
and started reading that. And I was absolutely hooked. I, I read the entire series. Um, and so that uh, thinking about that question really brought back a lot of fond memories of, of me reading her childhood and her upbringing, and of course, how vastly different it was for me feeling sorry for her that she didn't have TV or cable. <laughs> but it was, it was really, really a fascinating. Uh, and she had a way of writing that it really just kind of painted a picture. So you, you felt like you were, you know, living what she experienced, what she did. One of my favorite authors. Well, I grew up with her being in South Dakota. She's oh, you know, sure. spent a, a good chunk of her life here. And they recently did an anthology of her original Pioneer Girl book. That was going to be her autobiography. Really fascinating. Really fascinating. Love it. I never hear guys that say Laura Ingalls Wilder is one of their favorite authors. So <laughs> I love it. <laughs> Matt, it is now time for everyone's favorite part of our show, the Half Hour Question Connection. What career did you dream of having when you were a child? It was actually to be a singer. That was really all I wanted to do. Oh, wow. um, I, I grew up on on the Southern Gospel. The church that uh, I grew up in, they ha- would have a lot, a lot of family groups in, local groups, and I became a huge fan of harmony um, and, and the groups that would come through, and especially the family harmony was really amazing. And uh, I can remember going to my first concert when I was 10 years old. I don't remember the groups, but remember it was at uh, Dayton Memorial Hall in Dayton, Ohio, and pulling up and seeing those tour buses and thinking I would love to be driving one of those right now. Um, <laughs> and, you know, and seeing the groups perform on stage. And I was, uh, I was just uh, all struck by that and, and really wanted to be a part of that. Matt, who's one person you've gained your network in the last year that you think more people should know? I don't think this is probably going to be a huge surprise by um, by your listeners, but definitely Steve Brown has just been uh, such uh, uh, just a tremendous uh, blessing to the encouragement that he gives, you know, on a weekly basis to the HR community, the encouragement to stay connected, the encouragement to remind us that are that are in HR why we're in HR. I just think it's. Uh, and I've I've been able to hear him speak a couple of different times. Um, if you if you haven't gotten the opportunity and you get the opportunity, definitely do that. You will feel refreshed and and revived for sure. Matt, how do you maintain balance? Well, that's difficult. <laughs> <laughs> um, you know, one one of the things that and, and I know that it's important uh, finding the time to unplug. I think is just. Is just crucial for our, our mental health, our, our physical health. And one of the things that I do that really kind of helps me keep balance is um, is go hiking. There's something about nature when I can take the time to get out in nature and just enjoy. We have a, a state park about an hour, I guess, south uh, south of Columbus called Hocking Hills State Park. And it is absolutely beautiful. They got these huge rock cliffs and everything. And when you you go through that state park and, and, and hike those beautiful trails, it just does something about refreshing me and just kind of bringing everything into, into perspective. How do you enjoy giving back to the HR community, Matt? Uh, one of the things that I feel like the HR uh, social hour chat really provides a great opportunity for that. By nature, and I, I, I've seen a few take part in, in the chat that uh, I, I don't think I'm the only um, HR professional out there that 
that is kind of an introvert by nature. <laughs> Platforms like the the chat for, for the HR Social Hour chat um, really help someone like myself that um, gives us an, a platform to be able to connect and provide our feedback and our insight from experiences that we've gone through, but do it in an atmosphere that introverts like myself also feel comfortable with. Matt, what's your favorite movie? This time of the year, I guess, as far as when we're recording this, <laughs> um, is uh, I, I love the, the Christmas time of the year. And one of the reasons is because my two favorite movies would be Home Alone 1 and 2. And so it's uh, it's it's my tradition that I have to watch those at least once this time of the year. Um, and it's on my bucket list to spend Christmas in Chicago one year and sometimes also spend Christmas in New York City. And so at least watching those movies kind of helps me be there in my mind. <laughs> Matt, you mentioned going to a gospel show at 10, but not really remembering who you saw, what's the first concert you remember, like specifically remembering the acts, something really memorable? Going back to even, I would say prior to when I was, when I was 10, um, I was was probably younger than that. I would say probably closer to five. It was in our local church. I grew up in this this really small country church and and uh, the congregation really felt more like a family than a congregation. I remember uh, my great uncle, um, on my father's side of the family was um, in a, a bluegrass Christian group. He played, if I remember right, he played the banjo and a couple other acoustic instruments. And, and I was just blown away as, as a child, seeing these people play these instruments like it was nothing and hearing that harmony and and then knowing that that was one of my relatives up there on the stage. <laughs> Being a part of that was a really neat, neat experience. And I think that was probably one of my first introductions to harmony and uh, just, yeah, what, what an awesome experience. Matt, what's the last show that you binge watched? I'm not a huge binge watcher. When I get to the last show, then I, I kind of feel this, uh, this sadness, <laughs> like, okay, come on, we need to carry this on a little farther. Here, I would say probably within the last year, must be something that has to do with the pandemic. I have been watched a couple of things. And the last thing that I wa- uh, binge watched was House. Believe oh. it or not, I don't think I've ever watched uh, a House episode and started watching that. And I was hooked. And I think I went through all of the seasons in probably a matter of a couple of weeks. It wow. was, uh, yeah, I was definitely hooked on that for a while. Matt, I have to tell you, we had a conversation, which is going to be heard elsewhere, with our friend Julie Turney, and she said her favorite Christmas movies, her favorite movie, Home Alone 1 and 2. Mm. Yep. Wow, that's awesome. That's really <laughs> funny that you all share that share that love. A lot of fun. And my brother-in-law's family lives down the street from that house. Oh, in, wow. In, in Winnetka or wherever it is up there in Illinois, yeah. Drove by there ever so often when I was an undergrad. We'd drive by and see that, and it was always interesting. What's a hobby or a thing you really like to do, Matt, that may surprise people? Really kind of going back to music and and music being an important part of my life. I have been involved in in music ministry for really since I was in my late teens and have traveled with uh, mainly with trios and quartets um, over the years on on a part-time basis and actually currently sing in a Southern Gospel trio actually based out of Indiana. I love doing that. We go into churches 
all over. And so we get to meet so many people and made a lot of special friends and, and love being a part of that. Being able to encourage people, uh, maybe saying something that would you know just really bless them or be an important part of maybe something that they're going through, help them through something. So it's really just neat to be a part of that. Well, finally, Matt, if you could ask the next guest of the podcast any question, what would you ask them? Yeah, so I think really just kind of going with uh, the theme that, you know, John and I talked about when um, when I first talked with him on the phone was uh, how they got into HR. Having, you know, gotten into HR a little later in life and, you know, the struggles that I had in getting into HR, um, really just enjoy hearing how, how other people gotten into the field and, and maybe some of their struggles along the way. I'm going to tweak it just a bit, Matt, since we asked people how they got started. What were some of the biggest struggles you had when you got started? Sure, sure. All right, let's do that. All right, it's in the book. I don't know if you can see. We're having camera issues this evening. Nobody knows because it's just the three of us that see it, but <laughs> it's now in the book. Matt, I can't thank you enough for taking part, for finding us through the podcast, being in the chats, and for being willing to share your story. The challenges that you face trying to get in, you were able to take that passion and the education and everything and make it something that you're really enjoying now. I know most of our listeners are probably connected with you, but if they're not, best way for them to reach you out there. I'm on Facebook, Twitter, LinkedIn, Matthew Henry, Matthew with one T. Everyone always asks, well, why only have one T in your name? I didn't get a vote in, in the matter. That was, kind of just, <laughs> that was decided for me. So um, I don't know, <laughs> but that's that's the correct spelling of my name. So if you uh, if you look up my name, just spell Matthew with one T. Uh, uh, over the years, people have that's become my nickname, Matt with one T. So, yeah, just just look me up. I'd love to love to connect with with everyone. Well, we will have those in the show notes. And then, Wendy, how about you? Best way for listeners to find you out there? Uh, best way is on my blog, mydailyjourney.com. And, of course, the second and fourth Sunday of each month. You'll find me on Twitter, 7 p.m. Eastern time, as part of our twice-monthly Twitter chat. How about you, John? JohnThurman.com for all things John Thurman. And for the show, hrsocialhourpodcast.podbean.com. Listen, review, share. If you share using that hashtag, listen to HRSH. We still have a few of the goodies that we had from Pledge Drive back in October. We still have a few around. Would love to send out a little thank you for, for taking part. International listeners, you know the deal. If you've listened this far, you know we want you to take part too. Contact us any means necessary because it is easier for you to get a hold of us than it is for us to get a hold of you. But we'd love to talk and have you be part of this conversation. Matt, again, really appreciate your time for the HR Social Hour Half Hour Podcast. I'm John. And I'm Wendy. And as always, be sure to connect. Give back and network. network. Take care, everybody. We'll see you soon.